Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. Today is part three, and my name is Reverend Todd Laddick, of course, and today is part three of a four-part series entitled Fresh Start, with today's message specifically entitled 10 Lepers, How Many Miracles? And uh, that's based off of Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. So let us dive into the Word today. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your, fa your faith has healed you. Amen. So, Jesus has the power to change lives through God's grace. I'll say that again. Jesus has the power to change lives through God's grace. Our own seemingly intractable flaws can be overcome, and we can change the world in response to the change offered to us. A fresh start begins with living in awe and gratitude of God's gifts. There are ten lepers that were healed, but only one returns to give praise. That might cause us to ask ourselves, when has God offered us a fresh start? How have we have, or excuse me, when God has offered us a fresh start, how have we responded? With awe and praise? Or letting the moment slip by unacknowledged? I am sure that I could fall on either side of that, but it is always easier to remember what you remember, as opposed to what you didn't realize or acknowledge. And that's the point. If we don't acknowledge what God has done for us, we either don't ever know, or we don't care enough to. For me, I know there are times when God has done great things for me, and I just took it for granted or didn't even notice because I was too caught up in myself, my circumstances, or whatnot. I also know, for instance, when I have recognized God in my life. For instance, becoming a pastor ordained as an elder in the United Methodist Church of Great, Greater New Jersey was a huge moment for me. It still is because I know where my life was heading without God, and yet God totally guided a very stubborn me to open his heart back up and to answer the call I have always had. Yes, that puts me in awe of God, of Jesus Christ, my Lord. So let me ask you this. How have we responded to God's changing work in the life of the church, no matter which church you belong to, whatever congregation to you belong to? How have we, as congregations, responded to God's changing work in the life of the church? When we receive a fresh start, we have an opportunity to show grant gratitude. For instance, at my church this past December, I could point to our Cookies with Santa event. We had just come out of a pandemic and we were given the idea of having Santa visit our church. We only had a few weeks to pull it off. After all, we know Santa's a busy guy. 
But we gave it a go and put a put that event together, including having Santa Claus show up to greet the kids and families. Our church came together and we had 12 volunteers help make that event magical and, and memorable. And Santa even read the little ones the nativity story about Jesus. Following the event, I audibly heard people talking with gratitude about the ministry they were just a part of. It turned out to be a great event and we came together as a church family once again. It brought about a renewed hope that we can rise out of the pandemic and what that's done to the church and do this once again. It's important to mention that Jesus intentionally chooses to travel through this region, which is in between Samaria and Galilee. Now, this would have been a region where lepers would have lived because it is outside the city. It's a borderland. In other passages in Luke, Jesus is present with those who are outcasts. So while there in this region, Jesus heals the lepers. However, only a priest could pronounce a person ritually clean. In Leviticus chapter 13, verses 2 through 3, it is written, If anyone has a swelling or a rash or discolored skin that might develop into a serious skin disease, that person must be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of his sons. The priest will examine the affected area of the skin. If the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, it is a serious skin disease, and the, priests who and the priest who examines it must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. So, in Leviticus 14 verses 2 through 4, it also instructed that those who have been healed uh, must be brought to the priest who will examine them at the place outside the camp. If the priest finds that someone has been healed of a serious skin disease, he will perform a purification ceremony using two live birds that are ceremonially clean, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. This is why Jesus requires the lepers to go show themselves healed to the priests. It was biblical, it was scriptural, it was a part of the, the Jewish law to do this. This is this is what they had to do. This is what's required of them. So Jesus tells them, go show yourselves to the priests. Show that you've been healed. Being named clean would mean that they would once again be accepted into society and have a fresh start. But why did only one leper return? Was this Samaritan the only one who realized he was healed? Were the others afraid to return or didn't feel the need to? Where was their gratitude for what God did for them through Jesus? The question is, when God is changing us and offering us a fresh start, do we even recognize it? Are we willing to give it, or excuse me, are we willing to accept it and give praise? Maybe the others were so focused on being named clean by the priests that they didn't take the time to pause and give thanks for what Jesus had done. Yet one leper does return, and to top it off, he was a Samaritan, and the others presumably Jews. In other words, the Jews should have been the ones who recognized who Jesus was, the, the ones who should have known that, that God had done a great thing through Jesus, and that they should have gone back and, and uh, praised God for what had happened. But 
the leper, this leper in particular, this Samaritan leper, who is obviously a religious and ethnic outsider, he was the one able to grasp the importance of who Jesus was and what he was doing. And as people of faith, do we sometimes miss what God is doing at a deeper level in our lives or take it for granted because of our expectations and preconceived ideas? For all the lepers, their healing was not a change that happened instantly. They had to follow Jesus' instructions to show themselves to the priest, and they did so. And as they did so, they were made clean. God invites us to be participants in our own process or experience of change. And although God is always the one who gives grace and healing, the degree to which we respond and engage with God affects our awareness and experience of it. Often, change takes place over time. Sometimes this can be an obstacle to our offering praise. Perhaps we get frustrated that things take longer than we'd hoped or because they didn't happen right away. We lose sight of the way the change is happening slowly and over time, and we, need, and we neglect to give God praise. But the Samaritan who turned back was not just healed, and that, that must be noted, because, because of his gratitude, he made a connection with Jesus that offered him more than healing or ritual cleanliness. He was made whole. His healing was not just physical. His faith made him well, as it says in verse 19. So how might we be missing out on greater wellness and wholeness because we are not taking the time to stop, connect with God, and show gratitude? In the biblical sense, to praise means to shout for joy. In our scripture passage today, it says the man called out with a loud voice. How might you voice your praises? What might be holding back your praises? The leper begins praising God from the moment uh, the miracle happens, then bows down before Jesus in thanksgiving and gratitude. Now, you could read Psalms of praise and gratitude as a personal prayer. Uh, I often uh, do that. You know, the Psalms aren't always uh, fitting your mood, but I guarantee if you flip a, a page or two, you'll find one that does. And you can, you can pray that to God. You could sing God hymn you could sing to God hymns of praise even while at home. We can in our gratitude serve God in ways we never thought possible before because of our trust in Christ. Singing and by the way singing and praising need not be a once a week once a week affair. It's a blessed part of my regular spiritual disciplines. I sing all the time. If you are more of a writer than a singer, you could start a gratitude journal and or write letters of gratitude to God. But this is an opportunity for us, for our sense of awe and gratitude to grow. And I want to give you all permission to praise God. Amen? In our culture, loud, boisterous praise happens often at sports events, concerts, other events. We've got a you know, Super Bowl in the works coming up in a couple weeks, and uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be there'll be a lot of shouting in my house during that. I know that. 
If we can shout with excitement during such things, how much more should we partake in a time of praise and thanksgiving for all that we have received through God's gifts? I recognize vocal praise in the context of a worship service may not be comfortable, or even if you're sitting, you know, in this case, you're sitting in your car listening to this or whatever, it may not be comfortable. But we can practice at it, right? Practice is key. Heck, you are you all aren't afraid of shouting amen, right? So let us have a little fun here. And I know you're by yourself, and if you're not, uh, you'll cause people to laugh around you. But if you love God, shout out, God is good all the time, all the time God is good. If you believe Jesus is Lord of all creation, shout hallelujah. If you believe the Holy Spirit is in, uh, if you believe that with the Holy Spirit in us, there is nothing we can't do for God's glory. Do you believe? Say amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Then let us make gratitude and praise of God be at the core of everything we do. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you have called us to really rejoice in our hearts, whether we do that, you know, physically out loud for everybody to hear, or whether our hearts are just singing praises to you all day long. That is what we're called to do. We're also called to share you with others so that they can sing praises to you as well. Because, Lord, we know that in you there is nothing that is impossible, and outside of you, nothing is possible. And so, uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for making the impossible possible for us. Thank you for giving us your life and your love. Thank you for giving us your hope and your healness, uh, healing and your wholeness. And thank you, Lord, for being present with us, not just now, but even in our worst of days. For we know that you are a God who is with us and a God who will lead us from where we are into your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And friends, remember... <clears throat> Uh, it is always good to have you join in and uh, listen to, to uh, these messages. I get a lot out of uh, preparing them and, and, and uh, speaking them here. And I hope you're getting something out of them too. Uh, you know, and uh, as I say in the past, you know, check out our episode notes. Uh, you'll see links in there to help with, uh, with uh, giving. If you are able to give, uh, that will help uh, my church greatly. And... Uh, you know, there's I, I take no money for these podcasts because I want to get the good news out to all people, and uh, I certainly will not charge for that. But if you're able to support my church, that would be great. Um, and if you belong to your own church community, support them, obviously. And if you can support us both, neither of us will complain, but we will be grateful and rejoice to God for your generosity. With that said, set, with that said friends, remember you are richly blessed, so be a blessing to others. Go in peace. Mm-hmm.